Welcome to the Vandy Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Lee. Our guest today, George Plaster. This episode is presented by the Well Coffee House, a Nashville-area coffee house that provides fresh roast coffee, along with house-made pastries, breakfast, and lunch offerings. There are four locations to serve you in the Nashville area. Those are Brentwood, Green Hills, Downtown, and Bellevue. More information can be found at wellcoffeehouse.org. The Well Coffee House, where coffee changes lives. Vanderbilt lost its most recent basketball game. That was to Florida on Saturday night at Memorial Gym. Final score in that one, 61-55. Vandy remains the only winless team in the SEC and extended its SEC record losing streak for regular season games in the process. The guest line presented by Bowling Branch, started by Vanderbilt graduates Scott and Missy Tannen. I've slept on Bowling Branch sheets for years and just love them. They're fair trade certified, so they're made under safe conditions by men and women treated and paid fairly. Try them for a month. You can return them for free, but you won't want to. Once you get the sheets, try the mattress. That was voted the best mattress of 2018. Go to BowlingBranch.com. That is spelled B-O-L-L. Enter the promo code Vandy and get $50 off your first set of sheets. George Plaster joins us now from Nashville Sports Radio. George, how have you been? I hope you enjoyed your Super Bowl. Hope life is well with you. Chris, I did enjoy the Super Bowl. The uh, ending kind of surprised me. I, I, there was a point where I thought San Francisco was going to win the game, and I think they were one play away from winning it. If they had held the Chiefs on that third and 15 instead of giving up a 54-yard bomb, I think they'd be your world champions today. Yeah, I think you're right, and I can't help but be happy, A, for Andy Reid, who everybody seems to like, and B, for that fan base, because, man, there aren't many fan bases that have packed stadiums and delivered the level of decibels that that one has over, say, the past 50 years, and frankly, in that time, they've had some good teams, but in terms of hardware, not much to show for it. No, they've had a lot of playoff heartache over the years. I can remember... Uh, one of their Marty Schottenheimer teams that was a one seed that Indianapolis beat at Arrowhead. And uh, I, I'm kind of with you. Their fans are terrific. They're one of the probably top five fan bases in the NFL as far as uh, their support of their team. So good for them. Well, let's talk Vandy. Um, I really – don't know where to start. I seem like I say that a lot. I think this is like the 84th consecutive podcast that I've felt this way <laughs> to begin. Um, let's start with basketball, I guess. Um, they fight hard against Florida. I didn't really get to see it. I was at the baseball banquet. Um, I'll say this about them. There's no quit. No, and that's, um, you know, if you're looking for positives, that is one. Uh, It may not show up this year in wins and losses, but it does speak to their character that they continue to fight uh, because it would be easy at this point to give up. Uh, They know what the odds are. They're not stupid. They know that uh, in any particular game that they play, that they probably don't have weapons that sure it pays off this year but somewhere down the road uh their willingness to continue to fight uh will show up and help them somewhere 
I did not think a week ago that they'd get one in conference play. I tend to think now, I think that they'll get one somewhere just because they seem to have adjusted to playing without Aaron Neesmith. Now, they're still not very good, and there's nothing much you can do with that. But they've gone from losing games by an average of 20 a night to, I guess, what, seven or eight the last two games against Florida and Kentucky teams that are probably going to be in the NCAA tournament. So it seems like they've made some sort of adjustment to at least be in games late. And I think if you're at that point, eventually the law of averages takes over and you get one somewhere. Well, you kind of hope that's the way it'll be. Um, Who knows? Um, I I tend to agree with you that this kind of effort at some point will catch somebody uh, on a bad day and they'll end up getting a win. I was really impressed with a lot of what I saw at Kentucky. I thought they played very well for about 32 minutes. Then they made some some dumb mistakes. Um, you know, I guess one of the reasons I couldn't be a coach is when a player, you know, steps out of bounds, not realizing how close they are to the end line, that would just absolutely drive me crazy because – Coaches don't ask for a lot from their players, but know where the hell you are on the court. That That's one that would just absolutely send me into orbit. They did that against somebody earlier this year. I want to say three, maybe four times in a game, and I'd never seen that before. Well, you see it from time to time. I, I saw it on Saturday in a game and, and had to laugh. I was like, well, they're not the only team that does this. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Players are a lot more talented. There's an athletic ability that's undeniable out there. But at times, there's also um, the other factor, which is, you know, understanding all the situations of a game, you know, time, score, clock, whatever, where you are on the court, that sometimes you're you're not sure that, this modern age of player really knows the way the players of 30, 40 years ago did. George, I'm kind of out of knowing what to say. And with that, we are going to go to our old standby, the mailbag, if that's cool with you. Ah, uh, the lightning round. Ah, uh, the lightning <laughs> round. It's The, the mailbag has it. been very good to us. Uh, some might say very, very good to us. But anyway. The mailbag is sponsored by Vanderbilt fan Josh Minton, an independent insurance agent operating out of Brentwood. If you're looking for a one-stop shop to take care of your insurance needs, Josh has you covered. Call him today at 615-933-1979. Email him at josh at hqinsurance.com. Follow him on Twitter at joshuamintonhq or facebook.com forward slash jdmintonhq. He's my insurance agent. Give him a try. Tell them you heard about it here. Now, let me preface this question with the fact that I don't know the identity of the person who asked it. But he says, uh, for you, and the screen name here is Top Shelf VU. He says, when we were sophomores at BGA, could you have ever imagined the depths to which Vandy football and basketball have sunk? Well, I guess the better question is, could you imagine the level the BGA sunk to let me in? Um, <laughs> to, to answer his question, no. Uh-uh. In particular, the basketball. 
the, the basketball is a real heartache uh, to watch because no matter how bad football was, there was always the, well, here comes basketball, it'll be a lot better. And to see it reach what it's reached is really sad. You know, they had a reunion over the weekend of the 93 SEC title team. And mostly through hiring Willie Donick, I got to know virtually all of that team pretty well. And, um, you know, th- those were some really good times. That was about as team-oriented a team as you could find. And Memorial Gym was a rocking play back during that time. Maybe Saturday when they saw what they saw. You are very close with a lot of basketball alums. You were, I'd say, squarely in the middle of that family. I cannot imagine the texts and the phone calls you get because I cannot imagine that bunch is pleased. It is a proud bunch. I think it's a bunch that represents a school well, and I think they've got to be apoplectic about what they are seeing. And again, not Jerry Stackhouse's fault. It's just the situation right now. But I think the questioner nailed it. I just don't think anybody ever dreamed you'd see something like this. Well, you're right about one thing. I do get a lot of that. Um, you know, I was in a unique position, um, back in the, back in the eighties, coach Newton, uh, made me their color analyst on the radio broadcast. And that's really a unique deal where I was only about four years older than the players, um, and, and much more immature. And so, you know, I, I've kept a lot of friendships, first of all, with the eighties group, what I'll call the will Purdue group. And we all get together, um, you know, or at least we try to two or three times a year. Uh, one of the most, uh, emotional of those crazy dinners was a couple of years ago. We were all getting together. Will was playing in the, uh, the Vinny, which he plays in a lot as one of the celebs. And we got together that night, um, you know, for one of what we thought would be a raucous um, occasion. And I get the phone call at dinner saying that Coach Newton had passed away. Nancy, uh, his wife, was nice enough to let me know that. And, you know, that was pretty emotional because those guys really loved Coach Newton. And we kind of did a little toast to him uh, at dinner. And then, like I said, with the 90s group, um, I had had just hired Willie um, over at WTN, which was in bankruptcy at the time. He didn't get rich off of that. So I got to know a lot of his teammates. When Eddie left, a lot of the teammates were really angry because they felt like they knew why Eddie had gone. He, he was in a huge feud with Paul Houlihan and finally just said, screw it, I'm out of here. I was thrilled. I got a chance to have breakfast with a bunch of them Saturday, uh, including Coach Fogler, and I was thrilled to hear that he got a thunderous ovation at halftime when they brought all those guys out there. 
Next one, and I've already given my answer. I'll let you give yours. Mr. Vandy says, do either of you think the men's basketball team will win a conference game? You know, a week ago, I would have said, no, there, there's nothing there to, to make you think that. I, I guess I've come off of that a little bit. I, I'm very impressed uh, by what I saw at Kentucky. Uh, that they took it to a new level uh, that we had not seen. DeSue was terrific in that game. And then they followed it up with uh, a game where they clearly weren't going to beat Florida, but just kept hanging around and hanging around. And at some point, you hope that gets rewarded. Um, so I, I'll, I'll kind of go with you and say, yeah, I think, I think they may get one. In trying to find bright spots, it's not easy. I think DeSue's play obviously has been one. Now, there's been some up and down to that. It seems like it's an every other game thing with him. But my theory has always been with freshmen, you kind of take any good as a very good sign because a lot of times you don't get much out of them. I think the fact that he has flashed big upside at times, I thought in the Kentucky game he may have been the best player on the floor that night. And so that's something – um, I think they get offense out of Pippen. Again, I look at the way they've developed players. I think he can coach. Again, the question's recruiting. We won't belabor that point uh, because I think everybody knows how we think on that. But I think in terms of do the players buy into what he's doing, uh, it seems they do. Does he make players better? It seems he does. Uh, do they like him? I hear they do. So at least at this point, those are things that you can – look on as positives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, I think you hit it right earlier where they seem to have adjusted uh, about as good as they can to playing without Aaron Neesmith. Th- this whole thing now comes down to this staff's ability to recruit and nothing more, nothing less. Um, because this team's not going to do a lot of winning and everybody knows that. And so now all of the focus after the Aaron Neesmith injury is about what they're doing in recruiting. And right now it doesn't seem very good. And that's, what's got people down. That's what's got them worried about how much longer is this going to go on? Well, and to be blunt, I don't know if that's something he really wants to do. Well, you know, I hear that from time to time. But the fact of the matter is that's what college basketball is all about. It's your ability to recruit. Coaches can make a difference um, in certain situations and up to a certain point. But then there comes a point where talent just simply takes over and it's all about recruiting, period. Okay, here's the million-dollar question. This from Nine Saro Dove, rate the Turner higher. I presume he does not mean Todd Turner. Or Ted Turner. <laughs> or uh, or Josh Turner or Jacob Turner or, um, oh, the third baseman for the Dodgers whose name is escaping me. But anyway. Justin Turner. Justin Turner. I don't know why. He's the most prominent yeah. of the Turners. But anyway, um, I'll let you have at it here. Okay, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll call it an incomplete um, because we don't really know a lot at this point, um, 
The decision to retain Derek Mason has been very unpopular. I don't really think it was his decision, uh, but I can't prove that. The decision to hire Jerry Stackhouse has met with sort of mixed reviews. Um, you know, I think the guy can coach. Uh, don't know what to think about recruiting. I think that's a huge question mark. And to be honest, Stackhouse hasn't really gotten out in this community to any great extent, so people don't know him. Um, so the basketball thing's very iffy. We really don't know what to think about um, about the the plans he's putting together as far as um, you know stadium improvements, facilities improvements. Um, you know the the grade would certainly go up considerably if we found out that the board the board of trustees gives him some real resources uh to do some things and i'm not talking about uh you know improving plants uh you know uh beautification i'm talking about real bricks and mortar kind of stuff um you know i'm i'm a little disturbed uh about the the deal where he didn't show up at either the baseball banquet or the honoring of the 93 title team. Uh, I don't get that. Don't understand it. Um, that's part of an athletic director's job. And it was two big positives. Uh, the celebration of the national title team in baseball and the celebrating of bringing back uh, an SEC title team, Malcolm Turner, should have been there. Uh, don't know why he wasn't there. Don't really care. Uh, just know that, that that's not a good look at all. I guess this is the follow-up to that. Natchez T. Ray says, is it true that it is darkest before dawn? Oh, wow. We're going to get philosophical here, huh? I think um, next week's podcast, I think this week's is going to be probably shorter than most of the ones we do, just because I think we're both kind of at a, a loss of what to say. Um, it's been a very interesting week behind the scenes, to say the least. Uh, but I think next week's has the potential to be very interesting. Well, it it kind of depends on, on on what the board decides. You know, if they decide that the plan that gets presented to them isn't worthy of, of their taking it up uh, and, and running with it, um, that's a real downer. I mean, right now, Vanderbilt fans have a national title caliber baseball team to root for, and the rest of it's pretty depressing. And so a lot of focus has now shifted to what this board of trust is going to do with this strategic plan that Malcolm Turner has been talking about for months. And, um, you know, it's kind of come down to something good has to come out of that. Something really with some meat on the bone that gives a Vanderbilt fan a reason to say, okay, we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. And the concern I have is I'm just not hearing a lot of indication that that's coming. No, if it if it turns out to be much ado about nothing, then I think you you can expect a lot of chaos in the weeks to come 
after that as people ponder what does this mean what's the future um you know something good's got to come out of this i've got nothing left do we have another topic to hit or braves to talk or anything of that sort no i don't think so um you know i guess your hope is that this was quality not quantity um <laughs> Well, and it's, 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 (laughs) look, (laughs) sometimes you don't do a short podcast out of lack of information. Sometimes you do a short podcast out of knowing what to do with it and what to say next. And I think that's kind of where we are. Yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's not a real pretty look right now. Um, I, I don't want to go any farther with, with what I got into about Malcolm Turner not showing up for either the baseball banquet or the the celebration of the 93 SEC title team. Uh, Although I will say I am shocked and bewildered by that decision. If you're an athletic director, you have to be there, period. I think a lot of people felt that way. That did not sit well. uh, I don't think, frankly, at either event. And there's been no explanation for it. No, and whether there is or not, um, I just don't think it's a very good look. No, that's I think that's that's fair. Uh, George, I will be on your show today, I think, is 2.20 what we settled on there? Yeah. Okay, looking forward to that. Tell people about your show, where they can find it, where they can follow your Twitter handles, where they can listen to it online, anything and everything that you would like to promote. Yeah, I'm uh, the the show that uh, Chris is talking about. I'm on uh, 560 AM WNSR, uh, 95.9 on the FM dial. Uh, they also have uh, the app at Nashville Sports Radio, so that even if you lose the signal somewhere, you flip on the app and it comes in clear as a bell, whether you're in uh, uh, Franklin or Baghdad. And... Uh, let me say this. You, you'll get a kick out of this. I'm now over 2,000 followers on Twitter at George Plaster TN. This is a big moment. The question I had is, do you have listeners in Baghdad? You know, I, I don't have any verification of any. Uh, but, 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 you you don't, that, but you don't know that it's not possible either. That's what I hear you saying. No, I mean, you know, when you say <laughs> all precincts are reporting in, we really don't know. Do you think Baghdad Bob would be a fan if he's still around? God, I hope not. This is where we are. And with that, I will end the podcast. George, thanks for joining me, and I look forward to being on your show today. Chris, same here. Appreciate it as always. He is George Plaster. I'm Chris Lee, the host of the Vandy Sports Podcast. Thank you for listening. We'll have several more episodes coming later this week.